what would Jim Brandstatter do? Brandy is standing by. How you doing, my man? Former voice of Michigan and on the Lions broadcast, now just enjoying life with his family. What's shaking? Well, Bill, I, I, I will tell you this. What I would do was I would tape what you just said, and I would play it in front of every Michigan State booster and trustee. You are exactly right. They need to change the culture. They need a guy. It's not about beating Michigan. It's not about winning. It's all that stuff. It, what it's about is is the brand who will appreciate and bring the brand back to what it was. And that's the same brand that Izzo has been operating. And if they listen to you just now, that's the blueprint in my judgment. And I'm lockstep with you and what Michigan State should be looking for. These big names, the Urban Myers and all this stuff that's going on, no. You need to find the guy who's going to change the culture and bring it back so that the brand is accepted and the brand is revered. And the, the old Michigan State comes back, uh, not the flash in the pan. So uh, that's what I would do. So there's your quick answer. And the you know the Heartline, the Ohio State assistant, if he comes there and he's successful, he could be back at Ohio State if Ryan Day goes to the NFL. You need somebody who's going to be here for the long haul. And when I say long haul, that's usually that minimum five- to seven-year window. And look at the transition Michigan went through between ADs and head football coaches. And until Harbaugh really put the right assistants in the right places, only then did the Michigan fan finally get the football they'd been looking for since the end of the Lloyd era. Well, I agree with you. And Jim had to grow into the job, too. Jim had to understand, you know, that he comes from the NFL. Uh, he's been in college before at Stanford and all that other stuff, but he's coming from the NFL. He had to get the lay of the land and understand and recruit the kind of kids that would understand. I mean, there was a couple of years there early where he's recruiting kids that are great players, but they want to go on and play in the NFL. you got to want to have kids to come in and play for, as they say, the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. Jim has a group of kids like that now. J.J. is one of those classics. He loves playing for Michigan. Uh, and I think a lot of those, Blake Corum came back this year. He could have gone pro. Uh, Donovan Edwards is a guy that doesn't get probably as much time as he should, and yet you don't hear him complaining, do you? Same thing with a lot of the guys on defense. It's just a good group of kids who come and they want to play for Michigan. I think Jim saw that, started to change a little bit of the direction of the kind of young man he was recruiting. And, and you're right, he grabbed a great staff, a players-friendly staff, guys who are still able to talk to those young kids, like the Michael Hart's and the Ron Bellamy's and the Sharon Moore's and the Jay Minters. These guys all have that youngness to them, but they can instill that attitude of playing for the school, playing for the University of Michigan. And I think that's a huge part. That's why... I mean, I know they've gone to the portal, but they've not gone to the portal as much as other people because you want to have a program. And I don't think you can build a full program just by going through the portal. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, ton of years with Dan Miller and the crew and Mark Champion on the Lions radio network. I'll get his thoughts on the Lions in a few moments. But this Michigan team, 
which Doug Karsh yesterday, the guy that followed in your footsteps, said on these road trips, he notices how much these guys really like each other, and he's talking about uh, the team. And you look at what they've done the last two years and what that unfinished business would be, and that would be winning your first college football playoff game and then winning that second one and being national champions. I think this past Saturday they showed me they're as good as anybody in college football. I couldn't agree more. I thought they played their best game in Nebraska. I thought in their first four home games they were okay, but but they had some things they had to clean up. And in the, against Nebraska, uh, Bill, they were they were they were that team that could play with Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, USC, anybody in the country. JJ has been spectacular, and and I again it goes back to my point of what team Jim has built. Michael Barrett's playing in his sixth year. He wants to come. He can play in the NFL. He can be a special teams guy in the NFL right now. But he's back because he wants to win a national championship and be with his class, to be with those guys that he's come through Michigan with. And that's the player he needs. That's why they get along on the road. They're, they're friends. They've been buddies since, you know, four or five years. They love practicing together. They love being together. That's how you win national championships. And I'm just delighted. Uh, I think this team has, I think in my own little way, you talk about turning the corner. They were good anyway, okay? But they turned the corner from being a really good team that you're hoping gets into the uh, Final Four to being a dominant team that I think took a step toward being one of the favorites to be into the Final Four. I agree. Yeah, I thought, you know, on the road, how quiet that crowd was, that stuff you normally see a – Alabama or one of those stud Ohio State teams uh, go do to an opposing school. And I love the speed to the ball. The one thing that's different from the last two teams and maybe different from any Michigan team I've seen, complete team speed on that 11 on defense. I, lo- I love how fast they get to the ball. You're, 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 you're speaking my language because it's like I, I've said this. I've watched this team, and I think Jim learned a lot when he, when he played Georgia. He played Alabama. I mean, his, those defenses just outran his guys. And Jim saw that if I'm going to get to that level, that's what I need. I need. He's, he's, he's done a great job of recruiting speed at linebacker, speed at safety. And, and the other thing, and Bill, this is something I think everybody's got to understand. The interior of that Michigan defense has size and athleticism. They've got two guys in there that they can rotate. Actually, about six guys they can rotate in and out of there that are space eaters that will literally be able to stop the run between the tackles and allow that that and allow that speed and athleticism at the edge and in the linebacker core to really display that talent because that interior is so tough. It is just they're space eaters. They stop the run. You cannot control the line of scrimmage without those two guys. And that's the exact uh, blueprint of what Georgia and Alabama have done when they won national championships with their defense. Michigan's got that same look this year. His name is Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football. Uh, Your podcast, is that still alive and kicking? Still alive and kicking. It's called Conversations With. It's uh, the Brandy Show, and uh, the latest episode is with Jerome Bettis. Nice. The bus. Uh, we talk about coming from Detroit and how the first question I asked him, I said, Jerome, I still haven't forgiven you for leaving Detroit McKenzie and going to Notre Dame. And that's how we start the, the podcast. 
it's, it's really good. I've got uh, Eddie Murray talking about the Lions on this year's podcast. Uh, I've got Jerome. I've got Carol Hutchins, uh, Michigan's legendary softball coach. So it's a really good season. Yeah, I guess I'm just uh, waiting for that podcast invite, but I'm not taking it personally, Brandy. <laughs> I'm not. You're, you're, you're begging now. No, 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 no. The boss, Eddie Murray, Hutch, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I understand I understand my pecking order in sports. Speaking of the Lions, and you mentioned Eddie Murray, yeah. uh, this team looks like, uh, again, uh, what they've done at Green Bay, what they've done at Kansas City, I said it before the season started that if they got a home field advantage, I thought they could win it all in the NFC and get to a Super Bowl for the first time. I believe they're that good. And also they've shown that they have quality depth with all the injuries that they dealt with and still are dealing with, yet they're sitting there at 3-1, and one, and they won at Lambeau. Yep. No, I. this is a good football team. Very good football team. I think their coaching staff is up. Tell you one in Green Bay. If you notice, uh, I like Jordan Love, and I think Green Bay is going to be a bit of a factor as they go forward. If you notice that game, Jared Goff was throwing to wide open receivers. That's because they schemed guys around. Amon St. Brown was wide open. The tight end Laporta. He, I mean, I don't think Goff had a tight window to throw in. Whereas Love, every time he threw the ball, he was either getting pressured or he had a tight window. That's scheme, and I think the scheme of the Lions has been great. But the other thing, old dinosaur, but when you have control of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, you can dictate to the other guy. And and for the first time in my memory, or the first time in, in probably four or five times over the course of my 40 years watching Lions football, they have that ability on both sides of the ball to dominate the line of scrimmage. And that's something they've never had. That's, to me, why they are a contender for the playoffs and beyond. And it's coaching. I was talking with Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit about an hour ago on the show, Brandy, and I said nothing against uh, any other era or Barry or Calvin and Calvin and Sue and Stafford that uh, from Sheila Hamp, it's an owner that isn't getting heat from the fans for the first time ever. A front office that's well-respected because you've seen uh, their work come alive on and off the field. A coaching staff, a leader in Campbell. Uh, Golf, who is up there already as one of the best to ever put on a Lions uniform. Now the depth, uh, the draft classes. I'm telling you, you know, this side of the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys – and there's still a lot of football to be played in 2023. The Lions, and it shows in all these power rankings, they're a top 10 NFL team in a year ago. We're wondering at 1-6 and six if Campbell and Holmes and Goff, and do they tank it and get a young quarterback. Look at this turnaround. Well, the biggest turnaround is on defense. Last year they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't do much of anything. Uh, they were very porous. Uh, they've drafted well, but I think Aaron Glenn has done an outstanding job of scheming this defense. I mean, they've still got some places where they could use some bodies, but but I'm telling you, defensively, I mean, and and you got to admit, the first two games, and that's the weird part. The first two games, they weren't weren't much, you know, up front, didn't put a whole lot of pressure on, and the last two, it seems like they've lit a fire underneath that front four or five, and those guys have really gotten after the quarterback. 
in the NFL, that's so key. But I give Aaron Glenn a lot of credit for scheming these guys and some rookies that have come in and really played well. That Brian Bush kid uh, is a real deal. Uh, nickel safety or whatever you want to call him. That guy can play, and he brings it. So they've got talent, and I think Aaron Glenn is in a great job of getting it figured out. I think Goff benefits so much. As good as he is, and you're right, the numbers are unbelievable, but the fact that he's got guys that can run the ball, a line that can block for him, and get yards when the other guys know they're going to run, and he can run run action passing and not get pressure, Goff is in a perfect situation. Just like he was with the Rams in their first year there when he went to the Super Bowl, he needs that time back there. And when he gets it, he can be as good as anybody. And that offensive line, that really is the key for this team offensively. And Montgomery, you compare it to Gurley that he had when they went to the Super Bowl talking about golf with the Rams. But I'm telling you, I said it when they picked him up. And you watched it when they had a lead and chewed clock and his three TDs. That and nothing against Gibbs or J-Mo or any draft pick or Hutch, that the pickup of Montgomery, as long as that O-line could stay healthy and all five could be back Sunday against Carolina, I thought that dude might approach 30 TDs this year. He could very well do it. And the, But the most important thing is, is that at the end of that Green Bay game, they just ate it up. I mean, what, six, seven minutes in the clock, Green Bay just scored, things were kind of going good, and all they did was pound it. When you can do that, and Green Bay knew they were going to do it, and Green Bay is not a not a slouch defensively, and they imposed their will on Green Bay. To me, that speaks volumes of their of their ability to win tight games because that offensive line can get it done. Even when the other guy knows they're coming. Jim Brandstetter, a big part of it. Yeah, uh, Jim Brandstetter, by the way, the other voice uh, you hear on the huge show across Michigan, the Brandy Show, conversations with, look for it wherever you download uh, podcasts. Life is good right now for Brandy yeah, between Michigan book, number two and the Lions. You're loving it. Right, don't forget the book, Bill. <laughs> I want conversations with, right? No, no, Voices of Michigan. All right, well, guy, you got so much. You got a book. You got Voices of Michigan, the book. You got Conversations <laughs> With. You got the Brandy Show podcast. My God. I know. Bill, I'm on a fixed income. I'm retired. I need all the help I can get, man. Okay. I, I'm setting up the GoFundMe at the next break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you take care. I love talking with you. Yeah, same here. Stay out of trouble. Hey, stay out of the way of those Spartan uh, knives and arrows, would you? Uh, I'm okay. I just I give my opinions. It's sports, and people can deal with it, and I love you, Jimmy. Okay? Yeah, take good care, Bill.